Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the voice of the Cape 91.3. I'm Asam Qasim with you this afternoon and a wonderful, beautiful afternoon indeed it is. You with your loved ones, you perhaps driving in a car, going for a drive, taking the family out. Remember, you can send us a SMS 47913. We will be chatting with Molana Sabri Davids. And that's for all your marital issues and challenges and uh, certain things that you perhaps grappling with with regards to your marriage. So Molana Sabri David's with us this afternoon and uh, also please do make dua for Molana. He's uh, been for a bit of an operation on Monday. Um, so he could not join us personally in studio, but he joined us online at this time. So let us welcome our honored and respected Molana, the Imam at the Masjid Thani. Remember just once again, your questions can be answered on 47913 to the best of his ability. Alhamdulillah, Mullah Sabri Davids will answer your question. So it's 47913, that's the SMS line, and that's the SMS number with your questions pertaining to your marriages, inshallah. Let us welcome Mullah Sabri to the airways of the Voice of the Cape. Mullah, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Mullah. Always a pleasure to be with you, although not in person, but it's indeed a pleasure to be with you and, of course, to share some time with our listeners. Uh, and I bid the listeners assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Molana, very honored to once again have Molana with us. And uh, even though Molana's not here, Molana always answers the questions uh, to the best of his uh, ability and, and what we give him. So, alhamdulillah, we're very fortunate to always have Molana with us. Remember, Molana is the Imam at Masjid Uthan. And Molana still going steady on Fridays at Friday uh, evening classes, uh, managed classes still going? Okay, Molana, Bismillah Rahman Rahim. Uh, during the month of Ramadan, of course, we had a pause in our classes. Uh, and then, of course, due to my condition, I was unable to restart the class on this particular Friday. But inshallah, as soon as we are restarting the classes, we will, uh, in fact, uh, ask your honorable self. Uh, and of course, we will see also just to mention to the listeners so that, uh, inshallah, we can have maximum attendance, inshallah. Mm-hmm. So well, we are due to start soon, as soon as I've recovered completely from my condition, inshallah. Oh, and I ask the Ummah for dua, inshallah. Yeah. I also want to take this opportunity, Maulana, if I may, mm-hmm. just to thank my respected parents for the dua. That is, but I smile and I I want to thank my parents for the dua and for the support, for being there for us, inshallah. And I also want to thank my dear wife, Shamila, for always, always looking after me and taking good care of me, even mm-hmm. bringing my tea to my bedside, bringing oh, my medication okay. to my bedside. May Allah reward her richly, inshallah. Oh, Allahumma yeah. amin, inshallah. Definitely, Mullah, that's uh, very fortunate that Mullah still have both parents Alhamdulillah. such a lovely wife also to take care of Mullah. Very Alhamdulillah. fortunate, Alhamdulillah. All the bounties and the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. Malana, yes, uh, up until now, not yet uh, questions. I think we had to, uh, you know, we had to mention it a long time because usually questions start coming when, uh, towards, the, towards the end of the program. Perfect. But then, as it may, people always send in their questions very uh, timelessly. So in the yeah. meanwhile, I can perhaps just give us some, uh, some, uh, some just some uh, nasiha for, yeah. our, for our married people, inshallah. Okay, bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Malana, first of all, I think it, we will do a great injustice if we do not utilize every opportunity to focus on the situation in Gaza. Mm-hmm. And we will be doing an injustice to them, an injustice to ourselves, and uh, an injustice indeed to the progress of Islam. And uh, we therefore have to focus and ask for dua. We must not underestimate the power of dua. I was very intrigued with one statement, in fact one fact, that came out yesterday 
unfortunately I could not attend the march. Yeah. But I was intrigued by the fact that one person from ITV mentioned that the, according to stats that were given, and I believe these stats, mm-hmm. because they were given by my Muslim brother, mm-hmm. exactly the same amount of babies and children that have been killed in the latest genocide have been born in the same period of time. Allah. Subhanallah. Just this morning I received a, a, a picture from someone who in fact showed there were four children, four babies born from one mother. Allah has got mm. his plans. Mm. And they may think that they may wipe us from the face of the earth. Instead, they are increasing us in Iman. They are increasing us in our willingness to die for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. And I want to open with this and say that they don't know, but by their own admission, I have a, a video clip I would so much like to share with everybody yeah. that shows that their estimation and calculation is that by the year 2038, they are estimating and calculating that Germany will be a Muslim country mm. in terms oh. of the Muslim population. Mm. They are saying that in the next 51 years, France will be a Muslim country by virtue of the fertility rate of Muslims being more than 8.1% mm. in the entire Europe. Um, at the rate of 20,000 per annum, people are coming into Islam in America. In the last 10 years, 100,000 people in Britain have embraced Islam. British people, not foreigners, British uh, nationals, British people, English people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not asleep. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not overtaken by slumber. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indeed does not sleep to their plans. So we must feel that Allah is with us and we must continue with the struggle to free the people of Gaza, to free Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and mm-hmm. to wipe the earth of all these evils, Zainas, Allahumma Amin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday also having been Women's Day, Molana, mm-hmm. and one particular aspect I feel is important that I want to touch on and even in our marriages it causes great problems. Our fathers need to now put their, foot, their feet down firmly as far as the dress code of our daughters are concerned. Mm-hmm. As far as hijab is concerned, it is the identity of the Muslim woman. And then as many of our women tend to say, don't judge me. It's not a judgment call. It is not a matter of judging you. It's a matter of simply saying what Allah wants us to say. It's a matter of reminding us. On a, on a very different note, you know, one Christian or non-Muslim person asked the Muslim uh, person, why do your girls and ladies have to cover up their bodies? So the Muslim with great wisdom, he smiled. He took out two sweets out of his pocket. Mm. He opened the one sweet, and he kept the other one covered. Yes. But then he threw both sweets on the floor. And then he told the non-Muslim person, you pick up one sweet. And if I should ask you to pick up one sweet, which sweet will you pick up? Mm. He said, I will naturally and obviously pick up the one that has been covered. So he asked him why. He said, obviously it is free of dirt. It is free of impurity. And it is much healthier for me. And mm-hmm. then the Muslim smiled and walked away. And so this is the vein in mm-hmm. which we want to present hijab to our Muslim ladies, married or unmarried. Hijab, my dear sisters, will get you the respect that you deserve and that you want as a woman. Mm-hmm. Hijab will get you that honor that you want and, res- and, and deserve as a woman in society. We need to just live on the Cape Flats to ask uh, generally, which ladies are more respected and which ladies are more are disrespected. I, 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 I also used to travel taxi mm-hmm. and it is no strange thing 
that is the the taxi uh, door operator. Let's just call it that. For the <laughs> it's a mooi naam, o Molina. It's a mooi naam. It's a mooi naam. The taxi is the door operator. <laughs> you know, the exit uh, entrance control officer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, quite uh, generally known as the gachi. Yes, yes. The gachi will refer to a young girl that does not wear hijab, Muslim or not. He will tell her, sweetie, opera, my darling, my sweetie. When a Muslim lady, young or old, gets in, he will say, tamaf titi, tan titi su bichi opera skaif kanala. That is a very micro example of a macro matter. Mm. It's a small example, and the ladies can vouch for what I'm saying. If you walk anywhere on the Cape Flats, and, 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 and even the, the hawkers at the stores will, re, uh, will refer to you and speak to you and address you with terms of respect. Mm. Station, 
Welcome back once again to our program We're on the Voice of the Cape 91.3. I'm Muslim Kasimi, and this afternoon we're having a bit of discussion with Nas Sabri Davis with us and sharing very important uh, advice for us with regards to currently what's taking place in Gaza, Palestine, and our pro- focus, obviously, for this program for today. As always, it's your marriages. Molina, if we may, there's a question. Most certainly, Molina. Okay, here we go. Uh, the following question, Assalamu alaikum, I have a big problem, I feel so despondent and I make dua, I have a husband who doesn't value my opinion, doesn't allow me to communicate about things important, he only expects me to listen to things that is important to him and I listen, I do everything for him, everything must go his way, he also doesn't have a way of speaking in the house, how do I get him to change his ways? Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. I think what uh, the husband there needs to realize, and inshallah there are ways of making him realize this, is that a marriage is a union. It is a union of two people. And people are comprised of what? They are comprised of flesh and emotions and opinions. And so he took a lady, he married someone um, that, that is made of flesh, that has emotions, and that has an opinion. Um, and that can, he, he can be made to realize that. In Islam, there's no room for me, myself, and I only. Yes, sometimes I may feel, and in fact, often we all feel that our opinions are superior, which is fine, we can feel that way if we want to, but we must realize that there are people with opinions as well. Often it so happens that there are others with better opinions than ours. Um, Suffice to say that the lady needs to put her foot down now before it gets worse. The first step I would advise that she sits down with him and tells him, I need to talk to you. Our marriage is sinking. I don't think he realizes that his attitude is causing his marriage to sink. So maybe she should tell him and say that our marriage is sinking because of your, uh, you know, constant superiority attitude and constantly suppressing me in the marriage. I think it is important to ask her, what is your opinion as well? And I can say this without a doubt. Uh, and I have this personal experience that my wife, for example, is a much better economist than me. Mm-hmm. She would work out much more carefully how to spend the money in the home than me. Mm-hmm. So we must not ignore our ladies. And no wonder that non-Muslims and the world out there is thinking that Islam is oppressive to women. No wonder the world is saying that Islam doesn't have a place for women or women doesn't have a place in Islam. It's because of our husbands often doing what this husband is doing. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest that uh, if indeed she does uh, need assistance, yes, of course we can uh, assist her, but I think the best person to start to get this ball rolling is her and telling our marriage is sinking because of you disregarding me in so many ways. I think that is the first step. Another important step is that she needs to tell him that I have feelings. She needs to convince him that I have feelings. I have opinions. And she needs to perhaps prove to him in certain instances that her opinion is better. Just because it is the opinion of her husband does not need that she has to obey it absolutely to the letter. Just because it is his opinion on a certain matter does not mean that she has to go with his opinion. She's got the right to go against his opinion if his opinion is not the correct opinion. But again, I think communication that plays a very important role in marriages is something that is often lost. 
sometimes we, 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 we think more of our dogs. We spend more time with our dogs and we speak better to our dogs than what we speak to our wives. Or sell your own cuddle. Oh, was he, was he, was he. Yes, yes, boy, come, boy. Yes, boy, jump from. But we will not speak to our wives decently for a long period of time. So we treat our cars better. We speak better or treat our cars better, spend more time on our cars than on our wife. We spend more time and money on our radio systems in the car than on our wives. Mm-hmm. And so we need to reestablish communication. I would suggest to the lady that if indeed the husband is headstrong, she needs to then call in a third party, a neutral third party, such as an imam, a sheikh or a maulana, uh, to just address the husband on that, inshallah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, the following question, Mona, that we have here, it says that, uh, Salam, please explain how we always blame the victim when our husband is an, in an affair, especially with wife's sister, we are not even present to see how the wife is being abused in such cases. Please enlighten these ignorant ones, inshallah. Shukran. Molana, uh, I didn't get the gist of that question. Can, if, you, if you don't mind repeating okay. it, please, Molana. It says, please explain how we always blame. In fact, it, 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 it's not really uh, clear, but I'll, I'll read it to Molana. It says, please explain how we always blame the victim. When a husband is in an affair, and it has in brackets, especially with wife's sister, we are not even present to see how the wife is being abused in such cases. Please enlighten. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. I need to state, Molana, that my silence in the face of abuse, whether I am the victim or whether someone else is the victim, if I keep silent, I am as guilty. If I do not say, do anything, I am part of that abuse. So if that lady is indeed being victimized, if that lady is indeed being abused in any way whatsoever, it is her moral, Islamic, and wifely duty to speak out. Go to uh, the, the, uh, the relevant departments, government departments, or go to the courts, or make a case of abuse, if it is physical abuse especially, make a case of abuse at the police station, and I strongly, strongly negate this age-old uh, policy of a Muslim city, a Muslim tronki, that's mm-hmm. hogwash molana. Yeah. So the husband can abuse the lady for 20, 30 years and say, tronk city. that's a whole lot of nonsense. She needs to go forward, she needs to go to the police and make a case of abuse against him. As far as the sister is concerned, I can only but say what the Nabi Muhammad said about the brother-in-law, and what is that? The brother-in-law represents death in terms of having an affair with the brother's wife. And so similarly, the sister-in-law, the sister represents death in the face of her sister's marriage in terms of joining with her sister's husband, if I understand the question correctly. Yeah. Also very, very important, it is an age-old trick of husbands, of men. It's an age-old trick. I, I deal with this so often, where they play the victim in order to get the target into bed. And I'm sorry to be so blatant and so very to the point. Allah try, Allah spill the victim, Allah defraud us, defraud us, die, and then the next lady, what she target us, I will manage Zinako Matsamata, then falls she for a joke, she falls for the hook, line, and sinker, and then we see slechte in, and she throw die slechte in, and he throw us, die, and he throw us, die, net that he can create a stake of a lekker van two minutes, alles oor. Molana, that lady needs to speak out. She needs to go forward. And I always ask ladies who come to me with similar matters and who are being abused, I always ask that, I tell them to de- do some introspection and ask themselves, how far am I prepared to take this matter? 
Am I prepared to lose my marriage? Am I prepared to lose my home? Am I prepared to give up everything I've worked for for 20 years to stop the abuse? If your answer is yes, go for it. If you're not prepared to go all the way, then don't even take the first step. Because ladies often consider my likeness, my race, my goodness and race. Those considerations, they make them soft. And the husband, of course, often being the breadwinner in the home, he gets away scot-free, he gets away with murder, and it goes on for 20, 30 long years. So I suggest to that lady, please speak out. And if there's any ladies out there, as a getrouwde man na jou kom, even if he smiles with you, sê ontha ma, buta ma, moet hy lachsam met my nie, as a getrouwde man. Maar die kan om so'n statement te maak, Molana, die kan om so'n statement te maak, maar die die jong meisjes, val ook vir die joke van die getrouwde man, hy smaal met sy gouwe tanden, hy wees vir die tanden, hy het een smart karantje, hy dra een leren jacket, en sy haar is gedjel, dan val hy ook vir die joke, meentuig met die vijf kinders wat honger leid door die huis, dat jole op groot skaal, die kinders van vandag, die jong meisjes en even die jong tities moet hulle oor open maak. Dat is baie getrouwde mans wat die game speel en it is not just a matter of time voor die flitsje gaan blaas raak, dan is het match over. Definitely. Well, the next one, um, it says here that uh, I want to ask Malada advice. Me and my husband live with my mother-in-law. Malada, there's a slight bit of a... That's a bit of a grens now, I think, is Malana. Yes, I think, Malana, if, 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 if perhaps uh, yeah, it is probably the line. Mm. Um, I'm, I apologize for that, but it is out of my control. Okay, okay. Uh, it's clear now, it's clear. Okay. Uh, the next question, Malada, it says, uh, my husband live with my mother-in-law. Me and my husband, we live with my mother-in-law. I got two kids, and then I'm looking after my cousin, 14-year-old. Her mom abandoned her, but my in-laws make trouble between me and my husband. And then he listened to her stories. She's 63 years old, sit around from house to house all day. Don't salah, don't do anything, do nothing where the dean is concerned. Then he can't tell her, tell his mommy, you're wrong. Then he take all his anger out on me. He told me now I must take my stuff. Okay. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Uh, let's just start with the mother-in-law and the living situation there. The living situation is that um, if the husband does not have an option but to, uh, you know, accommodate the wife with his parents, she has to, you know, content with that. Uh, until such time that the husband is able to put her, um, you know, on, on, on her own, so to speak. And uh, inshallah, we ask Allah to give her sabr, inshallah. As far as the mother-in-law is concerned, no amount of whatever anyone says on the radio about her is going to change her. Something has to be said to her. And I think it is important that someone has to say something to the lady instead of saying something about the lady. So I, I, I don't want to begin to comment on, 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 on her, uh, you know, whatever was mentioned in the SMS. Safe to say that may Allah grant that elderly lady the hidayah, you know, to perform a salah and to become what an elderly lady and grandmother should become. And that is an example to her children and her grandchildren, Allahumma amin. As far as the making of trouble is concerned, unfortunately, once again, it is a very ambiguous statement. Uh, one, one cannot uh, comment, save to say that if there's any issue that needs to be addressed, the best way is to ma- ha- make a cup of tea, Call the husband in, call the mother in and say, how can you say this about me? It is not true. The very important, and this, this is very important, Molana, about that situation, and I hope the interference on the telephone line is not causing any interference on the broadcast. Mm-mm, not at all. Okay, alhamdulillah. Um, 
by virtue of him telling her to take her clothes, he needs to be addressed by an alim now to ask him what was his intention with those words. If because there's a, there's a feature called uh, kinaya mm-hmm. and sariha. If with, with sariha, for example, it is a, the clear-cut words of of talak that I give you a talak or I've issued you with a talak or you are talak or whatever it is. What kinaya, it can be those words, ambiguous words, which need to be accompanied by an intention of either talak or not talak. If his intention was that he wanted to go back to her parents or he wanted to leave the home with uh, the intention of talak, but he hasn't used those words, and indeed uh, it is a serious matter because then indeed in all probability a talak could have, uh, you know, as we say, could have fallen. It is essential that she calls in the imam of her area, and the imam should approach the husband and ask the husband, what was your intention with those words? If his intention was that she must go back for good and that he was giving her talaq, then indeed she is under iddah. And if his intention were, no, I was just angry, then it's a different matter, then they need to go for counseling. Again, I want to say that the situation with mother and daughter-in-law, unfortunately, you know, uh, it seems to be, and uh, there are people who have very good relationships with their daughters-in-law and with their mothers-in-law, but there are also a great majority who don't have this good relationship for whatever reason it may be. Suffice to say that there needs to be a family uh, um, intervention in terms of family counseling, but also it is the husband perhaps that is between a rock and a hard place. Uh, that is often perhaps put in a, in, in a situation where he has to choose between his mother, which is his gender, and his wife, which is his partner. And that is not a nice situation to be in. By nature, by nature, naturally, anyone would incline towards his mother. Mm. And so perhaps it shouldn't be looked at in a, in a, in a, in a way that I stand say ma bay and stand from my af vulgarane, you know, and, and I'm saying this very gently. I always ask the ladies, well, your name would say, Ma, Afstan, and for your Baystan. But the husband has a responsibility of telling mom with respect, with the greatest amount of respect, sitting in front of his mother and say, Mommy, I love you for the world and I'm prepared to die for you. But mommy, that was maybe not so mooi what mommy had done to Of that was he what mommy had done to And not tell his mother in front of his wife. Very, very important. Call her one side, go into her room, or when you have a moment alone with the mother, tell the mother that mommy, that was he mooi He should also employ wisdom. If his mother was wrong, and he knows his mother was wrong, what is it then for him to say to his wife, you know what, my mom was wrong? But tonaritma fase is a ofro, tonaritma bichifa, makma bichisabar mita. Then behind the wife's back, he goes to the mother and says, Mommy, taiwasi moicha vishni. Her wisdom is very, very important. Wife should never expect the husband to make a choice. Wife should never expect the husband to make a choice because he will, by nature, he will choose his mother. He will not choose the side of his wife, even if the mother is wrong. If this is true in divorce, also the children will also always incline, or most of the time, they will incline towards the mother, because this is nature, this is how it is. This is how our nature that we have. The children will always be in defense of their mother. I want to suggest that the lady, inshallah ta'ala, she must, continue, she must uh, contact her imam and ask the imam, for uh, intervention inshallah Allah, I, mean. I think if we can perhaps go now ready for that break and uh, then when we come back we'll take a look at more of those questions that has been posed for Anurad Mawlana inshallah
Welcome back to our program. We are on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 this afternoon, and we're with Mullah Sabri David, Imam at Masjid Thani, and giving us some sterling advice for your marriages this afternoon. Hamlai. Uh, definitely empowering all of us listening to this program this afternoon. Mullah's following question, and it seems to be threefold here at this time. It says, if a husband and wife separated for nine years, if it is that a husband and wife separated for nine years, mm-hmm. uh, separated for four years, it says again, number one, are they still married? Number two, mahar have not been paid yet. What can the woman do? And the third part, um, woman is not sure if the man still wants her. It seems family preventing him from taking woman back. Please advise. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. As far as the mahar is concerned, we know that when the mahar, uh, and I want to answer that part first, when the mahar is not being paid, the wife has the, 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 the right to refuse to consummate the marriage. The wife cannot wait for nine years, or four years, or eight years, or ten years, and then say, I don't know who petali. Day one, when he did not pay the maskavi, she should have known and she should have put the foot down. Well, must if you don't pay, then I'm not going to consummate the marriage with you. So he still owes her that. If he passes away, the children and the heirs of, 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 of that estate should remember that that is a debt on his neck and should be paid out of the estate, on the one hand. On the other hand, if she passes away... Uh, he should pay that into her estate because now it doesn't become uh, just the mahar only, but now it becomes the haq of the heirs of the wife, the children, for example, and her parents maybe. So it's, it's a very grave situation. Um, and then, of course, I think uh, nine years, it seems, have passed. And to now say that Maskavi uh, Patali, I'm sure this after nine years they must have consummated the marriage. That is the first aspect. So indeed, it is still dead and he needs to still pay it. As far as the um, talaq is concerned, whether they are separated for, a, for, for 50 years or 10 years or 5 years, there is no automatic talaq or fasakh. Nothing about talaq is automatic. There is no uh, rule, and, and, and I think it's an age-old uh, incorrect belief that if the two were separated for a certain period of time, uh, and people attach their own periods. Some people say, as love a three manik makaritis, and as love a talaki. Some people will come to you and say, as love a two yait. Where do people, where people come onto these terms and the periods involved, Allah alam. Mm. Be that as it may, the, no period of time of separation without uh, official issuance of talaq, uh, announce the marriage. In other words, what we are saying is, irrespective whether they were apart for, uh, for you know, umpteen years, the talaq is not automatic. It has to be issued by the husband. It can be issued verbally. In other words, by word of mouth, they say, I give you a talaq. It can be issued in writing. This is acceptable. Um, writing is fine. It can also, uh, I have actually made some research, and please, I, I ask listeners to listen to this very, very carefully. Um, there is a great tendency and inclination. I'm not saying there has been a decree, but there is a tendency and inclination by ulama to start accepting 
social media messages of talat is valid because these can be printed out. We must remember in the olden days, pen and paper were the only means of writing something. Nowadays we have computers, we have printers, you understand, we have email, so we can put that into the computer and then we can print it out and the husband can sign it. So there is an inclination towards accepting social media, such as your WhatsApp, your BBM, your SMS, these ways of issuing the talaq, and of course it must be verified, obviously, uh, did the husband issue it, uh, you know, uh, were there any witnesses, etc., etc., etc. And then, of course, it can be done by proxy as well, where the husband appoints someone and says, look, uh, in front of two witnesses, I ask you to go to my wife and tell her that I have issued her with a talaq, and these were the witnesses. But the, that, that is not the focus point here. The focus point is that the two are still married. That answers the question of the lady. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the family preventing him from going back to her, and I think that is, with all due respect, I'm saying this, that that unfortunately is a speculation. It is not fact. She cannot for sure say that uh, his parents or his family said, Jai there is no such thing. He's, they've got no bearing over his decision as to who he wants to marry or not, or he, if he wants to go back to his wife or not. They cannot prevent him by law. They cannot certainly not prevent him physically. So I think that is speculation. That is probably just a bit of emotions, you know, stepping in and saying, yeah, Allah marks, Allah marks from Optinan Mayan. This is speculation, so we cannot entertain that, unfortunately. What we can entertain is the fact that they are still married, and therefore um, he and she needs to patch things up. I would also suggest, and this is very important, Molana, that people often live in this situation for years, and they would often wait for years before they would jump out and do something about it. Years would go by, and uh, even with, with, with you know a, a simple thing as a marriage certificate, I have people coming in, like they said, nine years ago we got married, and then we moved, a year later we moved, and we lost our marriage certificate. Now, nine years later, they want to buy a property, and they need their marriage certificate. What? And now they come to me, I cannot issue them a marriage certificate, and I'm sure any imam will agree, they have to go back to the imam that married them, because if, if I issue it and I didn't marry them, it will be dishonest. But what prevented them from nine long years or ten long years um, from coming forward and say, look, I lost my certificate, I need uh, my certificate. So similarly, people let the issues, you know, they sweep it under the carpet, they sugarcoat it, the life goes on, they don't address the issue, which then indicates acceptance of the issue. By virtue of not doing something, nine years have gone by and these people are separated for so long. By virtue of that, she has indicated to him, okay, it is my happy marriage. She cannot move on with her life. He probably, I don't know if he has moved on, but his life is also affected. They are being disconnectedly connected. You know, uh, because for nine years, I don't think it is fair to any, to either of the two to live like that. So I would suggest to my sister that she goes to her imam to handle the matter, and if her imam so chooses, let her refer them to the MJC, uh, because that is the agency that I always deal with. Let them deal with the matter and uh, call in the husband and get the matter, uh, the matter uh, for once and for all. Uh, sorted out, inshallah. Mm, inshallah. Malana, we're going to go up until um, 12.56. That's the inshallah. time that Auntie Abida gave me. Up until 12.56. That's uh, after that we will be taking our uh, respective packages and, and so on. So I'm going to 
pose to Molana, there's quite a number of questions. I don't know okay. if, if we can perhaps just speed it up slightly, Molana. Certainly, certainly. Um, so the next one, it says, uh, son is very disillusioned uh, about a lot of things in his life, and, it, and <laughs> I tell him he must look ahead and he should make his salah, and I don't know how to encourage him without him becoming angry with me when I tell him that making his salah will help him in his life. He's only 22 years old. I'm really trying as a mother to also be a more steadfast, and I really love him. I'm not giving up believing that he can become a good man in the deen of Islam. With Allah's rahmah, ameen shukran. Allah ameen. I would suggest that the lady uh, uh, reads Surah Abduha with the translation, and then uh, Surah Abduha with the translation, and then uh, read it to her son. The beautiful way in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives uh, encouragement to the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In addition to that, inshallah, as soon as I'm fully recovered, the lady can, can feel free to contact us, inshallah, and we will try to give him some counseling. But suffice to also mention that indeed the, the child uh, of hers needs spiritual upliftment, and the best way, the only place that he's going to find that will be in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the masjid. I suggest she tries to get him into the masjid. And also, inshallah, there's a beautiful program taking place on a Friday night at Pelican Heights Masjid. Uh, the great encouragement, uh, great spiritual program, inshallah. Try to get there, him there on the Maghrib, uh, after Maghrib on a Friday night. Inshallah, Allah ta- uh, will put great uh, solace uh, in that for him and for her, inshallah. Allah ma'amin. Amin. Now, the next question, as we go through our questions very quickly, it says, my husband grew up in abusive marriage, and today they have no way of talking to their wives. I have tried my best to talk to them to no avail. Please give advice, hurt mother. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim It is indeed true that once you are so used to abuse, abuse becomes the norm to you. But one needs to break down that. And the best way and the only way I see is to go through some counseling. I suggest that she contacts a counselor. We are also willing to assist her, inshallah, as soon as we are better. Uh, in the next month or so, inshallah, we will be better, inshallah, to assist and try to, to, to give some counseling and make the husband see the error of his ways and the error of the ways that he grew up in, that it is not the norm. Um, we do not blame him completely because that is what he understood to be normal. So we do not blame him completely, but he has to take the bigger portion of the uh, of the responsibility he has to go towards him. So inshallah I think definitely some counseling is uh, needed. The lady needs to contact us or any counselor of her choice inshallah to make him see the error of his ways inshallah. Mm-hmm. The following one says, Salam uh, Sheikh, my ex-husband, he divorced me after 30 years of marriage and married another woman. I was left with no financial security. He did not provide me with any maintenance after the divorce. And I'm looking after our younger children. Do I have any rights in Islam against him to claim maintenance? And if so, for how long must he maintain me? Shukran Kathir. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. The maintenance after a talaq in Islam is for the period of the idda towards the wife. For the period of the idda, he has to maintain her as he would during the marriage, because in reality, the two are still connected uh, during the idda period. Um, during that period, he can make ruju, yani they can have reconciliation without a abdun jadid, without a new uh, nikah or marriage contract. However, after the idda, he has no responsibility towards her financial responsibility. As far as the children are concerned, it's a lifelong responsibility for the ladies, for the girl children, female children, until they get married. Then the husbands have to take responsibility. And for the male children, until they are self-sufficient in terms of earning their own income, then his responsibility ceases. However, I would also want to say that how fair can it be that she has worked with him to build what they have, the small empire that they have, the household goods, the appliances, the home itself, and then he leaves her um, just with a bag of potatoes. 
suffice to then say that is why Islam encourages the the uh, anti-natural arrangement where what she buys is hers and what he buys is his. And therefore she has to then pursue the situation and say, but I have also contributed uh, and make a rough calculation. And if she has made a 50% contribution, indeed she's entitled to that contribution. He can't have uh, you know all the luxury and all the comfort and then she sits with nothing and she has helped him. So at least there should be a 50-50 arrangement because she has, I'm sure, over a 30-year period, I'm sure she has contributed towards the home and towards the upbuild of the home and the family. And indeed, I would also suggest that she get some legal, um, you know, personality or person on her side, because indeed there is a law in South Africa which has, in fact, uh, covered that. And of course, from a Sharia perspective, whatever she has contributed towards, she is entitled to, to, to her portion that she has contributed. Mm-hmm. Well, I do apologize if it seems as if we're running a race here the, in the no, last no, few we, moments. We understand, Molana, because <laughs> unfortunately time is of the essence, yeah. and we want to cover as many questions as we can. Mm-hmm. So I'm in total agreement with you, inshallah. Okay. We have approximately three minutes left. Uh, the next one, let me just look at it. It says, um, shukran for program, told my son's wives, your husband truly loves you. But you won't understand the love that the sons have for their mother. It's a different kind of love. So don't fear. So that's merely a comment given by the yes, mom. Beautiful comment. Um, another one says, um, Assalamu alaikum. I just want to know me and my husband looking after my cousin. Now he told me after two years he don't want her here anymore. She's only 14 years old. I can't put her on the streets. I need help, Kanala. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Of course, we know that the husband can marry the cousin, so that is one danger. And this being a 14-year-old girl, uh, I, I assume it is a girl. Um, yes. Uh, so there is the, the, the constant danger of, of, of what we call parda between the husband and the cousin. But uh, again, the husband, if he does not feel that he wants the child in the home, then the other family should pitch in and assist. I'm sure that there's other family members who can find it in their hearts to assist with that situation. Uh, it is a pitiful situation that she's being turned away and that she's being turned down. It is sad, but unfortunately, uh, that is what the husband feels. Uh, they, that is not grounds to break up the marriage, unfortunately. Um, the marriage should continue, the marriage should be built. But if that is the feel of the husband, um, inshallah, I'm sure that some other family members will pitch in and assist with this young 14-year-old to give her guidance and to give her accommodation. Because indeed, if we leave a young girl like that to on her own, uh, it is just a matter of time because she, before she will fall, um, you know, uh, in, 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 into 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 whatever ills and evils there might be out uh, out there. Where our dua is with her, inshallah, that Allah must guide, protect her, inshallah, and Allah must show her the way, inshallah, and then Allah must also put in someone's heart. To take it upon themselves to raise this 14 year old uh, on the on, on, on Quran and Sunnah, inshallah. Allah uh, ma'amin. I mean, well, shukran very much. A um, yes. minute uh, till uh, 56. But shukran very much for joining us once again this afternoon. Our dua definitely is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should give you a shifa kamila, inshallah. Allah ma'amin. Healing from uh, your operation that you went for as well, Ameen. inshallah. Ameen. Ameen. So all the best for you and your, and your wonderful family as Ameen. well, inshallah. Allah ma'amin. Well, that is once again for the opportunity, inshallah. Uh, I shukran for the du'as I ask the ummah for du'as inshallah and again we ask mouth for having had to run through it but unfortunately because of time constraints we are forced you know to, to go at a slightly uh, uh, faster pace suffice to then say inshallah on the next uh, opportunity that we have we will try to cover as much as we can may Allah grant us all the khair and may Allah grant us happy marriages inshallah happy Amen. homes and Amen. happy families inshallah wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to Maulana Sabri David's Imam at the Masjid Uthani and Shiri 
sharing with us advice for our marriages. Um, uh, so inshallah for the next opportunity once again, we'll perhaps try to start it at half past 11, a bit earlier inshallah. Anyway, shukran so much to Auntie Abida Dixon Muhammad, to my beautiful and lovely wife. I love you very, very, very much. Inshallah to see you soon and uh, have a splendid week ahead to one and all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.